Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to start. Hey guys, what's up? This is Phoebe. Hey, this is Mike. This is episode 24 of the Mike and Phoebe show. Did you guys miss us? You know, the funny news hasn't been on for a little bit. We've been a little busy the last month, but we're back on. We're going to give you guys some awesome content. So I hope you guys enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. So now this, you know, this series of funny news, it's just random news articles that Mike and I find online or through my very, very rigorous uh, research through TikTok. Okay. So this is just our two cents just to make you guys laugh. I hope you guys enjoy it. And don't think too seriously about it. No. For real people. No, give a little chuckle. That's always good. Yeah. No serious, you know, opinions. We're not here to hurt people, you know, offend people. Hopefully we don't offend you guys, but it's just for funny laughs. Just chuckles. That's all. Yeah. We just want to put a smile on your face. That's all we want to do. Or maybe make your eyeballs roll in the back of your head a little bit. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's probably going to happen. For sure. Now, this first story I found um, originally from TikTok. Love TikTok. Mm -hmm. Don't don't ban TikTok, people. Leave TikTok alone. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but leave TikTok alone. We better talk to the government on that one. (laughs) Keep TikTok. Okay. Don't 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 be mean. All right. Anyway, so this was originally through TikTok, and now uh, it's on LABible.com. Okay. Man locks his head in a cage to attempt to stop smoking. Wait, what? Yes, that's correct. I did not stutter. Man locks his head in a cage to attempt to stop smoking. Now, do me a favor. If you're bored, if you're listening on any of the um, podcast apps, you could probably minimize and um, you can still listen. <laughs> do <laughs> I just showed Mike a picture. Do me a favor. Go on your Google search and whatever. Um, type in man locks his head in a cage to stop some from smoking and you will see a beautiful very detailed picture of a man with a head in a you know the first thing i think of is a hamster ball uh yeah. wheel yeah exactly you know i had a guinea pig when i was like 20 21 years old and um i bought a little hamster wheel uh, a little cage thing for him to run around because we had an apartment that's what i that's what the picture reminds me of sure does and it's a metal cage very aesthetic, I think. <laughs> so uh, this is reported. Uh, this was out in uh, May 2021. So it's a little bit old news, but you know what? Still, still funny. Still relevant. Yeah, <laughs> apparently so to all the smokers. Okay, so we don't suggest you do this. Ooh. But, you know, if it's in the news, we can talk about it. So people will go on all different lengths to cut down on things, whether it's locked jars or limit snacking, hypnotherapy, so this guy's from Turkey. Okay. Literally, that, that explains it. Yeah. You know, so they have different tactics over there. So this guy in Turkey has been smoking for over two decades when he w- was locked up and prevented from physically putting a cigarette in his mouth. So dude's been in jail before. Ah. He's been locked up. Okay. According to reports, he was inspired by motorbike r- <laughs> motorbike riders wearing helmets and used 130 feet of copper wire to make his own. He's a DIY kind of guy. Oh, boy. Yeah. he. They were able to find a lot of copper wire. I guess there's an abundance of copper wire. <laughs> maybe he's an electrician. Yeah. Hey, maybe so, right? So motorbike riders can remove their helmet at any time. But this guy, Abraham, 
went a step further and gave his family the key to the head guard. So he said, here's the key. Throw it out. Whoa. (laughs) That's my guess. I'm not eating no more. Yeah. The decision came after Abraham realized he had been smoking two packets of cigarettes every day since he was 16 years old. Wow. A young man started this uh, this addiction. Wow. But when his dad passed away from lung cancer, Abraham knew it was time to stop for his own health and be able to watch his family grow. Wow. So, you know, it was inspired by his family in this traumatic, um, his dad passed away from lung cancer. So the helmet was designed to be similar to a birdcage. And every morning, Abraham would head off to work but not before leaving the key to his contraption with his wife and children. So he goes off to work. He's a mechanic, uh, whatever, electrician, because <laughs> he has access to the copper wire, I oh guess. My geez, Louise. And he goes walking around town with this thing on his head. Yeah. But what about like uh, when lunchtime or something like that comes around? Well, I guess there's no lunch today. Maybe he drinks his lunch. You know, yeah, a lot of that, people, yeah, that, you know, yeah. eat instead of they eat, they drink their their fluids and whatnot. That may be. So according to the International Business Times, his previous attempts, aha, uh-huh, so oh, he has yes. been unsuccessful before. Very much. Previous attempts to kick the habit have always failed, which is why his wife is supporting him, despite being initially embarrassed by the prospect. Oh, that's a supportive wife for you. Yeah. You know, I try. I, I think I'm pretty good at being a, a successful, um, a supportive, <laughs> supportive wife. But, dude, if you did that, I'd be, you know what? You're on your own. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to try and change, you know, your mind. No. That's not me. I don't do that. But maybe that's a way of her being supportive. Just, okay, yeah, 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 sure. Could, could be. Everything's, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah why not, yeah. Oh, you're going to go out in public? Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Sure, try it out, honey. Yeah, uh-huh, let me out. know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, it is believed that Abraham could only eat crackers through the wiring and sip water. Oh, jeez. That's exactly what I was thinking. And um, not much else, meaning that he had to be unlocked for proper meals. Okay. That's right. You know, um, I'm not a smoker, so uh, but I have seen and I have run into plenty of smokers in my life. So I have seen, I think what they do, uh, a lot of people when they're addicted to smoking, it's more of a social habit. Yeah, just like uh, when you go to dinner, lunch, mm-hmm. or whatever else, it's a social thing. Yes, yes. So when you eat, it's a social thing, very fun, you know. And then after you eat, a group of smokers, after they eat, they zoom, take off to go outside to smoke. Sure do. You know, so they have their little chit chat and whatever. So they get their smoke on outside. It's another social thing. So what happens when that is? So Abraham, I imagine he's got, you know, family and kids like what they said. So if he's eating with, you know, his family and stuff and social and then he wants to go out and smoke right afterwards, you know. Yeah. Does the wife have to tackle him? Say, no, no, no. Put your cage on, dude. Could be. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. So let me see. Let's read on. Um. Abraham's stories and pictures recently resurfaced on Reddit, of course, understanding his predicament. And someone said, extreme problems require extreme actions. I hope they don't consider him like a uh, cockatoo or something like that, where he starts talking. (laughs) Okay, so the rest of the article doesn't go about telling me um, what Abraham actually goes through on a daily basis with this. So if you guys have listened to um, our series of funny news before, if we are not satisfied with the news article, 
we make up our own for the rest. Okay? That's right. So what happens? What do you think happens if Abraham finishes eating? You know, he's got he's kicking back a little bit. He's relaxing. He wants to reach for that that cigarette maybe, or he's got something in his pockets. You know how they do? They kind of oh, pat, yeah. pat, 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 yeah, pat. Oh, where's my cigarettes? Yeah. Bam, right yeah. there. What there's, do you think happens? My, yeah, and then he's, you know, like sitting and putting one in between his fingers. He probably lights it and he's like, that's going to keep burning out. I Come on. <laughs> I wonder if he even tries to, you know, put it between the little things to, you know, <laughs> just so he can, you know, put his little lip on him. I wonder if at that point his wife knows, okay, he's he's feeling full, he's feeling satisfied, he's going to want that, he's got that craving, cigarette craving. So then what does she do? Does she bombard him with the helmet? You know, she's like in slow motion. No. <laughs> and then like, you know, bam, puts the <laughs> the helmet on him to... You know, help alleviate that that feeling of you know. <laughs> or or what about right at the time that they get done, you know, pleasuring them, you know, each other because they always want a cigarette right after that. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it's like, oh, bam! <laughs> Sexy time over. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the helmet. Oh man! <laughs> Damn. That's so, not good. That that is a question. I don't know. So. You guys tell me if you guys listen in, find us on social media. Tell me what you think um, happens with this guy. So he's, you know, he's out and about and uh, okay. He's out walking around, you know, in Turkey and stuff. What if there's birds that crap on him? You know, you're, you're not safe from the elements no, when you okay. have the helmet like that, uh, a wire helmet. Copper. Well, what, but what about when you're out in a uh, thunderstorm? <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. Copper is, is a conductive. Oh, yeah. Metal. Oh, yeah. So, oh, no. He's going to get good Wi-Fi. <laughs> he's going to get real good Wi-Fi. Oh, he's, my God. He's going to be able to get, you know, signals in that you'll never be able to get. And copper wiring eventually will rust, right? No. No, because it's got like a, a some sort of um, thing on it, uh, they plastic use, or whatever. Yeah, they usually have an uh, outer coating of it. Uh, and then a plastic coating over the top of that. But even if it was completely exposed, yeah, copper does not rust. Oh, I didn't. Okay. So I didn't know that. All right. So yeah, this is where your expertise is. So what do you think will happen at that point? Let's say he's caught in a rainstorm. And like you said, thunder, lightning, you know, all the snow, sleet, all the elements. Still conductive. And oh my God, imagine in the summertime. And it's freaking 120 degrees in Turkey. Yeah. I don't know what the weather's like there, but I'm guessing it's not that great in the summertime. And no, because it'll still uh, heat up just like every, any other metal. And you can't wear a hat unless he's got to have like a, um, a specially made hat to cover his head. Well, no, that's where a ball cap would come in fine because it's completely round. Did you see the size of that, I that know, cage but, over his know, head? That, well, that's why you have an adjustable ball cap. For the extra large size heads. Or me, when you said that, you know what I think of? You know that episode of I Love Lucy where she has a loving cup <laughs> over her head. <laughs> and she's got to cover it when she's got to go to the train station. And she's got to cover it with <laughs> a towel or something. She can't see where she's going. She can't. All she can hear is uh, when someone's banging on it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, you know, um, I want to see more stories about this. I don't know if it tells you. So that was in 2021. It doesn't say like an updated um, news story. So I want to find out. 
I'm going to keep track of that for you guys. And I'm going to report back, uh, say in a couple of years, see what the, uh, the condition of the. Or even <laughs> a couple months. Oh man. Can you imagine if he's sick oh, and he's like sneezing and stuff? And then, you know, you have the bodily fluids. Yeah. Especially when you're going to work. Uh, and you have like, if you sneeze accidentally and all oh, the stuff comes <laughs> out. Uh, yep. <laughs> Ew. And then he's looking at it like, oh, that's, that's not, hey, it looks like that's clearing up pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. That's clearing up real good. Oh, the color. Oh, anyway. Oh, so we're going to follow up with this story. Um, Keep you guys posted. Now, here's another one that I found Um, originally uh, off of TikTok. Okay, here we go. So this is originally off of TikTok, now on CNN.com. Okay. New research suggests that French fries may be linked to depression. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Really? Do your research, people. They make me feel good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, the depression? Come yeah. on. So I think on the contrary. Oh. You know, but that's just me. So anyway, French, according to CNN. Stupid CNN. French fries are greasy, starchy, and a comfort food for many. See, already you kind of like you're, you're uh, you know, a hypocrite. You're you're yeah. saying something, but then you're you're meaning something else. Okay? Comedy News Network. Hmm. But reaching for fried foods may have a negative impact on mental health. Mental health. They didn't mental. say. See the see. header. Yeah. It's it's very misleading. A research team out of China found that frequent consumption of fried foods, especially fried potatoes, was linked to a 12% higher risk of anxiety and a 7% higher risk of depression in people who didn't eat fried foods. See the stupid numbers? <laughs> yeah, the numbers, right? The link was more pronounced among young men and younger consumers. Uh-huh. Fried foods are known for risk factors of obesity, high blood pressure, and other health effects. These results in an open avenue in the significance of reducing fried food consumption for mental health. Okay, so this study, I already have a problem with it. Yes, because for one, it's in China. It's not here in the United States, but they're basically uh, basing it on people here in the United States, even though they did the study over there in China. Yeah, I don't know if they're, okay, so I don't know that last part, if they're based, if they're saying, you know what, all the China, you know, hey, I'm Chinese, okay, so I'm, I'm not one to hate on the Chinese uh, research and all that. But, however, don't lump us all into one category. That's right. It's not universal because people, young people in China are more stressed out. They have different environmental, different um, jobs, different living situations than they do here in the U.S. than they do in, like, Turkey, you know, different living situations. So I don't know if they're lumping the research for everyone, but... Uh, They're saying here, the experts who study nutrition say that the results are preliminary and it's not necessarily clear whether the fried foods were driving mental health issues or people were experiencing symptoms of depression and anxiety and turned to fried foods. See? That's right. They didn't do a a full schedule, you know, a study. And I bet you our tax dollars want to pay for this stupid thing. I don't know. <laughs> we won't go into that. That's not a political it, thing, all right? Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. No no theories are made here. Oh, too, too late. Okay. All right. So that's, okay. So then the study evaluated 140,000 people over the span of 11.3 years. Okay. Whoa. After excluding participants who were diagnosed with depression within the first two years, maybe they were depressed because they were in this freaking study. Pressure. I would be. Tell me, are you stressed? Tell me, are you depressed? How much of fried foods are you eating? 
I'm, uh, give me some more now because you got to make me feel better. I will be the first to tell you. And any Asian, a good, any good, I'm going to say this term because don't be offended. Any fresh off the boat Asian, any Asian will tell you their parents, they are strict. Yeah, they are. And I'm telling you from my own personal experience. So I'm not, you know, I'm not stereotyping. I'm not any of that. This is my own experience. Asian parents, any good Asian parents will stress the kid the the flip out. Mm-hmm. Sure will. Because it's all about schooling, education, and in our case, piano, you know, music. It's it's things to uh, to create discipline in the child. And stealing a little bit of fear. Not a little bit. Are you joking right now? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, they instill sure. a lot of fear. That's just how Asians are raised. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm not saying anything negative about it. That's just how it is. So what if the people in the study in China are being that way? So when they looked for uh, 140,000 people, and they were young, apparently, because they had to be over the span of 11 years. Yeah. So let's say they started when they were young, and then they were, like, pressuring them. Be in the study. You only get this amount. What are you feeling? Da, 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 da. Well, it is a communist country, though, too. So Yeah, yeah it is. You know. So they already were diagnosed with depression in the first two years of the study. That's right. And then they said a total of over 8,000 cases of anxiety and over 12,000 cases of depression were found in those who consumed fried foods, while specifically fried potatoes were found to have a 2% increase of depression over fried white meat. Only a 2% increase. Yeah, but um, just like it was at the very beginning, it was only 12% total. Yeah. 12% ain't nothing compared to when you do 100,000 people. Exactly. So... The study had also found that the participants consuming more than one serving of fried food regularly were more likely to be younger men. So the the younger men were more more susceptible to this. Yeah. Because, you know, in China, men have a greater responsibility. Mm -hmm. They have more stress and Mm -hmm. all that. that. That's just regular studies that I've seen. The human component of the study may indicate that it just what it purports, that higher intake of fried foods increases the risk of anxiety and depression. Maybe if you're not screaming at them during the study. That's right. <laughs> Maybe if you don't do these stupid studies, you won't. these people won't be stressed out. <laughs> so they said those with underlying symptoms of anxiety and depression can turn to comfort foods as a way of self-medicating. Well, of course. Just like cake. Yeah. Give me cake. That makes me feel better, too. Oh, my goodness. So then the the article goes on to say, you know, that's just a preliminary thing. And basically, you know, they didn't say don't take it serious. But, you know, they were just saying it's preliminary and yada, yada, yada. And why do the stupid ass study? I don't know. Because they had a lot of money, apparently. (laughs) Had nothing else to study out because it's already went through everything. All their their resources have been, you know. (laughs) Extinguished already. So they got to find other things to research. Uh, gee, we got all this money. What do we do? Uh, do this real stupid study. Okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> okay, so another one that I found very interesting, or maybe um, no, I don't know if you found it or I found it. I don't know. On uh, let's see, this is OperaNewsApp.com. Warehouse robot collapses after working for twenty hours straight. Oh yes, yes, yes. You yes, were the one yes, that yes, gave. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yes. So you know the hardcore <laughs> <laughs> bosses with the whip. Oops. Whoops. Work. Whoops. And the robot's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> cannot compute, cannot mm-hmm. compute. 
<laughs> I'm working as fast as I can. Oh, come on. Okay, read more. Tell me more, people. Oh, for real? Tell me more. Tell me more. See? <clears throat> okay, this is one that we have to make up solely on the header. Oh, solely because on the header. Okay. it's forcing me to click on uh, install app. I don't oh, want to no, install no, no dang no, app. No, 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 no. So, what do you think happened? A warehouse robot collapses after working 20 hours straight. What kind of warehouse do you think this is, first of all? A slave uh, warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think? Okay, so let's say it was a car manufacturer. Let's just say. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where I don't know where this was at. I don't know what warehouse it was because I don't want to click on, you know, install an app. So uh, it's probably saying, hey, I need a break. I need to oil my joints. And they said, no. <laughs> I can't get oil. No, no oil for you. Well, then, all right. I'm going to break break down, break system failure, <laughs> system. <laughs> malfunction, malfunction. System failure imminent in three, two, two one. <laughs> Self-destruct <laughs> as of now. You know, the little robot that I have envisioned in my head, the first one that I have, um, it's one of those really weird, creepy humanoid robots. Uh, That's yes. what I have yes. in my yes. head right yes. now. You know, and um, it's got a huge, you know, rectangular metal head. The body's all like, you know, mechanical looking and stuff, but he's huge. Oh, like uh, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, <laughs> danger, Will Robinson. More advanced than that. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. More the, you know, futuristic looking, like almost like, um, oh, we've seen this before in a, a news article. Um, like the military robots, you yes, know, how yes, they walk. Yes, they have yes. the, like the weird stance, yes. you know, when they walk, they, they kind of like. <laughs> they're creeping a little bit <laughs> <They're> creeping. <laughs> creep right up on you hey. so that's oh. that's that's what i have envisioned in my head and he's you know working the assembly line you know and the the, the clock is ticking it's going you know 12 hours okay he's oh, oh, exhausting exhausting you know battery battery life 50 percent <laughs> need recharge need recharge need recharge no need recharge need recharge <laughs> need oil he starts to smoke because it's starting to, his joints are drying up. Battery dead, falling <laughs> and, over. And, you know, humans, you know, in charge of uh, supervising all this, you know, they got the huge screens and stuff. They see the, the robot's battery life is decreasing. They're like, what the? Whoa, wait a minute. Should we charge him? Nah. Just let him keep going. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's got another four more hours ago. Then they see, you know, the smoke coming out. And they they see all the little levers, you know, they're <laughs> indicating like, production, 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 <laughs> maintenance required, <laughs> maintenance required. <laughs> but they ignore, you know, the humans are eating their snacks and sitting back in the chairs, you know, in the control room. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. And then there's this internal fire, internal <laughs> fire, and they're like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Alert! Uh, alert! Alert! <laughs> All the the system, you know, panels are chaotic in there. They're like, whoa, it looks like Christmas in here. <laughs> whoa, twinkling lights. All kinds of, uh, you know, alerts and uh, maintenance required and stuff. And then all of a sudden the robot collapses. Yeah, of course, that's what it would be, yeah. And if one collapses, you know his other friends cohorts are going to be collapsing too of course that's that's you know that's the way it goes it's like hey you're going out too all right so will i <laughs> we're gonna shut this factory down <laughs> production that's why we have the shortages that's right exactly these 
these um, robots and they said nope oh my gosh that's too funny so that was a short-lived uh article this is out of uh bbc news okay banana artwork eaten at <laughs> i can't even read the thing banana artwork eaten by seoul museum visitor so this is korea korea that's yeah that's seoul, right, korea yes. <laughs> So, uh, oh, the artwork is called Comedian. That's the the installation name. Yes. Comedian, pictured here in Beijing in 2021, is currently being displayed in Seoul, Korea. You don't have to take a look at this picture. It's very self-explanatory. Yes. Showing it to Mike. It's just a banana taped on the wall. Yeah, with, with duct tape. Duct tape. Yes. That's all. That's That's the extent of the artwork. That's right. <laughs> a South Korean art student ate a banana that was part of the art installation by Mauricio Catalan, saying he was hungry after skipping breakfast. He ate the artifact. (laughs) How many vending machines do they have in South Korea? Come on. Well, yeah, but you gotta pay. That one was right on the wall. He's like, whoa. (laughs) Artifacts? Hey. So the artwork, called Comedian, was part of the exhibition We, consisted of a ripe banana duct taped to a wall at Seoul's uh, Liam Museum of Art. After eating the banana, the student, No Han Soon, taped the peel to the wall. No <laughs> Han Soon? <laughs> he says, there's no trash cans around here. I'm just going to put it back there. I'll put it right back to it. It, it, <laughs> it actually looks even better now than what it did before. <laughs> it's a continuation of the art installation, yeah, right? That's right. You know how the art, it could progress over time, maybe. Yes, I got to make it look better, so I got to eat it. Now look <laughs> at it. Oh, that's so great. So he <laughs> he had his own interpretation of what this art is. So now he, he took the banana. He ate the banana. Now it's his interpretation of the banana peel on the wall yes it's making the people think oh, okay what happened here yeah so his interpretation was better than the original artist the museum later placed a new banana at the same oh, spot come on. and it got eaten again, and eaten again. <laughs> oh the incident which lasted more than a minute was recorded by his friend the the guys who ate the banana so don't put it on social media so if he you, devoured it in a minute? If you're going to do crime, okay, first of all, don't do crime. But if you're going to do crime, don't freaking record it. Well, it's not the Mona Lisa. And don't put it on social media, people. Yeah, but come on. it's it, That wasn't the Mona Lisa. And you can't leave a art exhibit that's going to perish within the next couple of days. You just can't leave it like that. So this is not the first time that this has happened. Of course not. The banana on display is reportedly replaced every two to three days. See? Ew. Can you imagine if it's hot in Korea, which it's probably if it happened in the summertime. And it turns color. And it gets brown. It gets old. It gets smelly. And it starts starts dripping. Oh, And it starts dripping on the floor, running down the wall. Ew. Make a better, uh, you know, artifact. Oh. So in videos posted online... Shouts of, excuse me, can be heard as Mr. No uh, takes the banana off the wall. He does not respond and uh, starts eating as the room goes quiet. He then, t- oh, as the room goes quiet. So this was not outside. No, 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 of course not. It's always inside. No, Inside of no, a yes. museum. Of course, yes. You, absolutely, yes. Oh, my God. Yep. So then he tapes the peel to the wall and poses for a moment before walking up. Don't. Of course. Are you stupid? You gotta right take now? a you gotta take a picture of your new art. So then he's saying, uh, Mr. No later told media that he saw Catalan's work as a rebellion against 
a certain authority. Uh, hmm. <laughs> South Korean authority, maybe. Really? There could, <laughs> there could be another rebellion against a rebellion, the university student says. Damaging an artwork could also be seen as art. See? As artwork. And okay. I thought it would be interesting. Is it taped to be eaten? That's his question. Exactly. So he's turning his stupid little prank into a philosophical, you know, uh, I'm trying yeah. to make you think, nah, Yang, dude, you're just hungry. Well, yeah, of course. Hey, you know, if I saw it taped on the wall, I'd be like, hey, is that free for the taken too? So this is not the first time bananas were used for Mr. Catalan's work that have been eaten by a visitor. Then stop doing it. Put out a fruit bowl. Say, free fruit here. Leave the art here. <laughs> Don't touch here. <laughs> leave, leave, a, leave a bowl of uh, you know, candy that's already been uh, you know, wrapped up in wrappers and say, as soon as you get done, tape the wrappers to the wall, will you? So in 2019, the performance artist uh, David Datuna, okay, it's another guy, pulled the banana from the wall after the artwork was sold for one and a half million dollars in art in an art museum in Miami. Are you kidding me? Can you believe who who's paying for this and um, donate your time and money to something better? That was so stupid. Like, that's what they do in Miami. Can you believe that, people? Dang. They just, you know, have so much time on their hands. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too much time. Too much time and too much money. Okay, next story I have here out of theguardian.com. AI make non-invasive mind reading possible by turning thoughts into text. AI's coming for you, people. They're going to know what's inside your head. Well, they've already said that they're going to kill us all, so... <laughs> Not only are are they doing work for us, making us a little lazier. Of course. They're going you know? to put words in our own mouths. Yeah. So you can use AI for various, you know, capacities. Of course. You can use AI for uh, writing your own essays, yep. you know, things sure. like that. That's very, uh, you know, whatever. People do that. That's fine. I don't care. Advanced raises prospect of new ways to restore speech in those struggling to communicate due to a stroke or motor uh, disease. Okay. Okay. So... The first header makes it a little scary, but then the subhead, okay, it's more for science. True, yeah. Okay, so the AI decoder that can translate brain activity into continuous stream of text has been developed and in a breakthrough that allows person's thoughts to be read non-invasively for the first time. Very interesting. Isn't that the same thing like with uh, Stephen Hawking's was? I guess so. I don't know. Let's continue on reading. Okay. The decoder could reconstruct speech with an uncanny accuracy while people listen to a story or even silently imagined one. Whoa. Wow. Using fMRI scan data. Wow. Wow. They silently read a story and the AI is already in there saying this is what you're reading. Wow. Previous language decoding systems, okay, have required surgical implants. Exactly. Course, yes, yes. The latest advancement raises the prospect of new ways to restore speech in patients struggling. Okay, they already said that. So a neuroscientist who led the work at the University of Texas in Austin said, we're kind of shocked that it works as well as it does. I've been working on this for 15 years. Maybe have AI work on the project for you. I know, right? AI, can you uh, take care of this for me? Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, thank you. (laughs) So shocking and exciting when when it finally did work. Wow. So the fundamental... Limitation of fMRI, which is while the technique can map brain activity to a specific location using incredibly high resolution, there is an inherent time lag. Ah, 
which makes tracking activity in real time impossible. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a lag. The lag exists because fMRI scans measure the blood flow response to the brain activity, which peaks and returns to the baseline over about 10 seconds, meaning that even the most powerful scanner cannot improve on this. It's this noisy, sluggish proxy uh, for neuroactivity. The hard limit has hampered the ability to interpret brain activity in response to natural speech because it gives a mishmash of information spread over a few seconds. So then they're saying about uh, the AI's name and stuff, which is OpenAI's ChatGPT. That's the name of the AI, providing a new way in. So that goes on more technical jargon and stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. So the learning process was intensive. Ah. Oh, of course. Three volunteers were required to lie in a scanner. Oh, for 16 hours each. Oh, hell no. Ooh, no way. No way. No, 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 no. Listening to podcasts. Listen to the Mike and Phoebe show. That's right. That's what this is the one you need to be listening to. We're talking about you, AI, and the AI participants. Yeah. 16 hours of us will do you very, very good. (laughs) The decoder was trained to match brain activity to meaning using a large language model, GPT-1, a precursor to chat GPT. So the same participants were scanned listening to a new story or imagining telling a story, and the decoder was used to generate text from brain activity alone. Very interesting. Yeah, give us a story. We'll, we'll tell it to you. <laughs> About half the time, the text closely and sometimes precisely matched the intended meanings of the original words. Don't you hate that? When, you, when you're doing text-to-speech on your phone and you're saying, hey, uh, Honey, can you take the chicken out to thaw? And then uh, the text, you know, puts out something. What? Hey, honey. I don't know. Don't be a chicken today. <laughs> what? What? You know, there's so many little nuances about the uh, language. Grammar, you know. Oh, yeah. Your, your context. Oh, yeah. And, and the content. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mo- I don't know much about AI, but can they grab that out of that? You know, and you from your mind, especially... See, that's the part that I think would be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying about another maybe 100 years from now that they probably be able to do that. But yeah. right now, I think it's too early in the early stages of that. Yeah. But we're trying to advance into doing that. But now, if that's going to be the case and we're able to do that with us as being human beings now, yeah. what is that going to be like for the people that have passed and everything else? Because they're supposed to have, you know, some kind of conscience. Yeah, there as well too. Then are we going to be able to communicate? I don't know. That's a good question. See, and do we have to be hooked up to a huge scanner? Yeah. Well, you know, right now it's you know just like it what had been before. You know, back in the seventies, the uh, computers were (laughs) the size of a house. (laughs) Now the computers are what basically the size of your finger or something like that. So it that's always is. You know, it's you get something that's going to be you know big and monstrous. You're like, man, this was weird. See, what I want to know is, will the AI capture the emotion? That's what it's supposed to be later on. Really? So you've, you've seen this already a little bit? Yes, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, uh, that's when the AI becomes aware. Mm. When they become aware, uh, that's when we're in trouble. <laughs> the reason why I laugh. Is because there's already TV shows out there like this. That's exactly. Yeah. And they're given a precursor to what's going to happen later on. Yeah. 
as we all know, you know, Hollywood, they have movies that were made, you know, 20 years ago that was very specific. And of course, 20 years later, things happen like that. Yep, sure do. You know, how did the writers know what was going to happen? Did they, did they just guess? Did they use their imagination? Did what? How did the, the imagination, you know, create that? That's my question. I think we're all on a timeline. Yeah. I maybe. think we're all on a timeline and everything's supposed to happen on that timeline because it's all happened before. It's possible. So I don't know. So the TV shows that I've watched that was similar to this, uh, I, what was it called? They're Canadian shows. I'm sure you can find them on Netflix. But um, course, yeah. there was one, uh, another British one. I forgot the name right off the top of my head. But they were talking about synths. The synths were the robots. Yes. That was a very good show. Um. I mean, it was just, it was creepy, but it was going back and forth, uh, time travel and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was very interesting. So if the AI can capture emotion behind it, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a little bit uh, interesting. Interesting, scary, all other kind of words. Yeah, pretty know. much. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> all right. Now, this one is out of AV Club. Now, the original story I found on TikTok. Ooh. I get my news there. Very interesting news. Okay. Flamin' Hot Cheetos are sending kids to the emergency room. Pay attention, Mike. Oh, boy. You love your Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I gotta have my Hot Flamin' Cheetos. (laughs) Now, this is very, very um, breaking news out of 2013. (laughs) Oh, breaking news. Like 12 years ago. (laughs) Many, many moons. (laughs) Almost 10 years ago. This was breaking. Actually, this was breaking news 10 years ago. Yeah, it was. In today's breaking news, cigarettes can kill you. The sky is blue. Flaming hot Cheetos are bad for you. (laughs) Really? Pediatricians now claim that spicy snacks like hot Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, can send multiple children to the ER each year. Can, okay. I, I got a problem with that. Pediatricians now claim that spicy snacks like Flamin' Hot Cheetos, oh, send multiple children. Okay, I threw in can. So it does send multiple children to the ER. Multiple children. Like and, and what you just said is pediatricians. Yeah, yeah, pediatricians. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, pediatricians say that the uh, snack can send, uh, has sent, sent multiple children to the ER each year. So they make it sound like it's an epidemic. <laughs> of course, yes, of course. <laughs> this comes to us as a shock as many people who assume flame and hot seasoning, such as, okay, multidextrin, salt, sugar, MSG. MSG is awesome. Oh, you better believe it. That ain't going to send you to no dang <laughs> hospital of any sort. That's going to keep you going. I have a problem with people not liking MSG. Okay, I'm Asian. We have MSG in our food. It's a flavor enhancer. It's good. You take MSG out. There's flavors gone. We've been having it ever since we were born. So then they rattled off the rest of the, you know, ingredients. They said it's a perfectly fine product to consume in mass quantities. Based on the old saying, a multidextin a day keeps the doctor away. That's right. <laughs> Instead, eating too much spicy snacks of cornmeal can lead to severe abdominal pain, ulcers, erosions, uh, pectic pectic ulcer disease and gastritis not to mention a prolific <laughs> not to mention the classic childhood prank mom i have blood in my stool just kidding it's red lake 40 <laughs> <laughs> okay tell me more okay when the stuff goes down it burns 
then it burns when it comes out. <laughs> tried to warn its consumers. Frito Lay did try to warn the consumers, saying it's dangerously cheesy. That's the warning. Well, of course. That's the warning right there. And what idiot parent is going to let their kids eat that all day, all night, all day with no other food? <laughs> okay, so the article there again just leaves you hanging. That's it. That's all it says. Sums it up. When it burns, it burns going down. It'll burn coming out. Frito-Lay did try to warn consumers. saying it's it. So what else do you think um, this article means? Flaming Hot Cheetos are sending kids to the emergency room. So are they, yes, are they having it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? They're eating it. Tonight. The parents are just giving it to them. and said, <laughs> here, this is, here's your food. And or the kids are bitching and moaning. I want my half baby Cheetos. Well, you know, we're going to have uh, some food pasta. No, I, I want my hot flame with Cheetos. Look, I've been eating hot flame with Cheetos ever since I was in, what, uh, junior high. Yeah. And I have never had no problems whatsoever. Now, if you eat a little too much, then your stomach can get a little irritated. But I've never had too much problem like that. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I can't, I can't handle spicy foods very well. I'm pretty weak. So, but I can handle, like, I will say a couple. Like, I would say, like, five, maybe. Then you got to stop. Let your, you know, mouth cool down a little bit. Use saliva and everything. And then, okay, maybe you can have one or two more. And then that's it. So, what is it going to be these same stupid-ass uh, uh, pediatricians are going to say, oh, well, don't eat any, uh, you know, the hot peppers? I don't know. Don't eat hot peppers because it's going to have problems with, uh, you know, kids sending them to the hospital because now their stomachs is burning or it's burning their ass on the way out. No. I don't know what they're no. saying. But see, this leaves me hanging. I don't like that. AV Club. Why Why do you just give a little teaser and that's it? I think they're just hating on uh, Hot Flame and Tito's because, you know, they can't have it as much as what everybody else does. Maybe those pediatricians had kids that had issues with flaming hot Cheetos. Then they got up in the in uproar. Ah, oh, that means that the you know all the other kids in the world are going to have that same problem. So those are the same pediatricians that's been was giving their kids hot flaming Cheetos breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and in between. <laughs> that might be. And these are the same pediatricians that say the sky is falling. The sky is falling. That, that, that's right. That's right. You know. Yeah, that's right. We we found we found the source. That's exactly right. There and you then go. they turn around and they got writer friends and say, write this article. Exactly. And then you know, they're like, oh, okay, it's coming from a pediatrician. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it means it's correct. It's it means correct. it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it's a doctor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, pediatri- <laughs> not, not really a doctor, but pediatrician. <laughs> no, pediatricians are doctors. <laughs> if you want to call it that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so another article. I found, uh, not article, but I found this on TikTok. Okay, so I get a lot of my news from TikTok. I filter my news. Okay, let me see here. Yes, right here. Okay, out of uh, HindustanTimes.com, originally from TikTok. I just clicked on the first uh, article, okay? Okay. Now you can actually turn your poop into ash thanks to this toilet. Huh? Yeah, so the toilet will actually burn your poop. They say what? It will burn your poop, burn your your feces, your fecal matter, <laughs> your human waste. <laughs> what other kind of words for poop are there? <laughs> burn your shit. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. And there's a video. I'm not watching the video. Wow. But a video showing a waterless toilet that has gone viral on social media. This toilet actually lets you burn your poop. 
instead of flushing it down. Burn! Burn, baby, burn. (laughs) Woo, that smells. (laughs) (laughs) It is common for people to use the flush uh, to do their business in the toilets. However, there's a new technology that does not use water. Now there's a toilet that lets you burn your poop. Sounds bizarre, right? Burn it! On Instagram, called Van Wives, shared a video of how their toilet allows them to burn their poop, which has intrigued many people. In the beginning of the video, a woman explains, okay, let me stop this right here. A lot of videos show up on social media, people doing crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, all the time. Just for views, go viral, whatever. I don't know if this is the same kind of stuff, but I have seen, because the, the, um, type of videos that I watch are like animals or cooking videos or funny things like that. Mm-hmm. So a part of the trend is these certain people cooking ridiculous things, doing ridiculous things. I don't know, just just for views. So I wonder if that's what it is. Yes, it is. They're just somehow, somehow they, uh, you know, created this toilet that burns your poop and now they want to do it for views for to make it go viral. Yeah, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if these are going to be the same people that said, ooh, let's market this. <laughs> yeah, but is it a real thing? That's what I want to know. Okay, so ooh. all the person has to do is open the toilet seat, insert a liner in it. Okay. A liner? I see? have a problem with that. That's right. If you got to go, you got to go. You ain't got time to, mm-hmm. you barely have time to, when you're in the public bathroom, you barely have time to put the stupid toilet seat cover. That's right. As women, you know, guys probably don't have to do this. They don't care. They just, you know, you got to go. But us women are lucky. We have to sit down every single time. True. And if you're in a public bathroom, if you got to go and you don't have time to wrestle, but you have to. True. You got to clench it to, you know, make sure you're safe. You're sanitary. Clench it to get rid of it. Yeah. So you ain't got time to put a stupid liner in. True. Tell me, am I wrong? No, you're not in that aspect. No. They should have the technology to have the liner already automatically. You know, it's like a smart toilet. Well, yes and no. Or it should be automatically one of those ones that, you know, like you go to the grocery store and you keep pulling the bags, keep pulling the bags. <laughs> you just have it on one side. You just pull it over. Yeah. It's a new bag and it's a new liner, new bag, new liner. Yes, exactly. There are toilets in Japan that I have seen. Um, not only are they like bidets and stuff, but like automatic bidets, but other toilets they have the um, cover. It's like a plastic cover that auto rotates on the seat itself as oh. soon as you're done. So you flush and then it'll, it'll, it's a little machine, a little mechanism. Oh. And it, the plastic will automatically cover the seat wow. for you. So it's ready for the next user. Wow. So they should do that. They should have the liner automatically line the toilet ready for the next user. Yeah, but then what about if the batteries go bad? Well, then you, know, you got to put new batteries in. Yeah, it's like, ee, 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 ee. I know, right? So, okay, insert a liner in it. And then once you're done using it, they could fire it up by pressing a button. Okay, that's my other problem I have with this. Okay, lots of problems here, folks. How are you going to, okay, when you're done, you close the seat, obviously, the lid. You're going to be close enough in proximity to the fire. You betcha. So then, can you imagine the smell? That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, even though there's a lid, you know, but you're still going to smell. Well, that's just like the whole thing goes, you know, uh, uh, light a match. <laughs> See, now. Don't, please, don't <laughs> light a match, especially when you're doing that kaboosh. 
And is it is there propane? Is it gas? Like what is it wood? <laughs> I don't know, but I can see a whole lot of bald people with no eyebrows, no facial hair, no nothing going on in the world. And can you imagine there's going to be people out there who's going to want to look? Oh, of course. Watch the sh- the the, <laughs> the shit being burned. <laughs> and they're not going to close the stupid lid. That's right. They're going to be so enthralled, you know, these pyromaniacs are going to want to watch the fire burn their poop. So they're going, whoa, dude. (laughs) Whoa, I used to have eyebrows. I ain't got no eyebrows no more. Nobody could tell if I'm going to be, you know, excited or not. Okay. So then they said this incineration toilet. So it's actually called Cinderella incineration toilet. They can burn the waste by combining pressure from the below with the radiant heat. Radiant heat. Radiant heat. Hmm. So, okay, it's not direct heat. No. Okay, that's weird. Then fresh air is directed into the incineration chamber as the exhaust gases are filtered. Okay, so at least... Okay, yeah. It's not a poof. Wow, that really smells. I didn't know burnt shit smelled like that. Their toilet can run either on gas or electricity. Ah, uh-huh. and is environmentally friendly waste di- uh, disposal disposal solution. You know all these marketing things. Oh, I know. Is it really that environmentally friendly no, to have no. fire in your house? You know, as it, even though it's just radiant heat. Yeah, but also there too is us human beings. You know, we go pee and poop at the same time. Then where's the pee go? I don't know. Does the pee put out the fire? I know. Or does it Does it get splashed back up and we get the, whoa, what is it? Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know how boys work. Okay, but, whatever. But, you know, still. When I mean, yes, we do. There's times when we do, you know, the, the fluid waste, whatever is. Anyway, we don't have to go we into get that. a little steam coming oh, out. What no. the hell? All right. Ew. Moistness. Oh, there's so many questions. I know, of course. So many questions. But go on TikTok. Look this up. Because, look, the girl's right there with the freaking pail of ash. Oh, my. Jeez Louise. I'm not going to click on that video. I don't want to click on it. That's too funny. <laughs> You'll get a whole lot of toilet videos. <laughs> then a whole bunch of people reacting to this. So, okay. We don't need to go. There. Oh, no. <laughs> would you Would you have that in our house? Let's say no. you had all this technology, all this money, and, you know, uh Let's say toilet paper was a major shortage. No. Whatever. No. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Toilet see, paper. Yeah, toilet paper. See, that's the thing. Yeah. So what? There's no toilet paper? Or does the toilet paper get to be incinerated just like, you know, your poop? Oh, my gosh. What if it goes out of control? That's yeah. crazy. And it starts a fire. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you got a crappy fire. Ugh. Ugh. Not See, a good idea. That's there, there's so many different variables that can come up, and and how long does it take to actually disintegrate it to make it into ash? Uh, not a good idea. You see, does it take a half uh, hour? Does it take an hour? Does it take 15 minutes? Does it do it instantly or what? And can you imagine if that's the only toilet in the house, exactly. and you got to wait until that the oh, what if the toilet? You have to wait until the toilet cools down. That's right. You burn your ass. Burn gas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, oh my gosh, That's so right. many questions. That's exactly right. They got to do research. Yep, sure do. Oh my goodness. Okay, another story. We're going to finish this round. <laughs> okay. So this is the one you gave me. Out of CNN.com, a Colorado driver tried to switch seats with his dog to avoid a DUI arrest. Don't do that, dude. Come on, Vital, hurry up. Don't. 
You're man's best friend. Come on, take one for the team, will you? Oh, poor baby. The man was stopped by police around 1130 on Saturday for allegedly driving 52 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. The driver attempted to switch seats with his dog who was in the passenger seat as the sheriff officer approached and watched the whole process. He just watched. He said, what the hell is this guy doing? Is that a, what is that? Is that another person? No. He's got ears. Can you imagine that officer coming to the window and the dog rolls down the window? (laughs) So the officer saw this whole process. The male party then exited the uh, passenger side of the vehicle and claimed he was not driving. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, he was under the influence of something. Of course. Yes. My my best friend over here was driving. What's your best friend's name? Uh, Fido. Fido. <laughs> Come here, Fido. The man who police would not name name the name. Of course, I want to I want to know who the hell uh, tried to throw his dog under the bus. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Said that the uh, man appeared intoxicated, and when asked by the officer if he'd been drinking, he ran away. Of course, yeah. He ran away, got apprehended 20 yards from the vehicle. <laughs> didn't run very far. No, he didn't. <laughs> Probably tripped on his own self. <laughs> the man was taken to the hospital where he was medically cleared, then booked into the uh, Baca County, County Jail on charges including driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, speeding, resisting arrest. Oh, jeez. And the dog was handed over to a friend of the driver while he was in jail. The dog does not face any charges and was let go with just a warning. A warning. I want to know what the warning was. Come on, Fido. Don't be doing uh, the driving no more. Roof, 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 roof. Okay. PETA needs to get involved. I'm yeah. mad. Okay. What circumstances, what was the warning for? Why'd you give the dang dog a warning? I don't know. He said, no. And then it is the dog on the nose with the newspaper. No. Could what be? was the warning? Uh, who knows? It wasn't his idea. No, it wasn't. It was the owner. Hey, come on, Fido, get over. Oh, I'm mad. I, mean, I know. And, and, but can you imagine if they even actually did go through and arrest the dog, put hang, handcuffs on the paws? Oh. And then all of a sudden, all right, Fido, get in the back. <laughs> don't I can't. Get, <laughs> come on, Fido, get in there. Oh, don't put him in the back of the <laughs> squad car. <laughs> Oh, animal oh. cruelty. That's mean. I know, right? That is really mean. Okay, we got one more story here uh, out of NewYorkPost.com. Self-checkout machines now ask customers to tip. Yeah. I want I want some money, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Give me money. That, that's the uh, AI thing. Uh, you know, the robot saying, hey, you're going to pay me. You're going to pay me good, too. Businesses are starting to introduce new options for tipping at self-checkout machines. Can you believe that? Even putting more pressure on customers amid rising infl- inf- inflation costs. Inflammation? <laughs> <laughs> inflation costs. So we know who to thank for the inflation, right? That's right. So that's who we need to thank about this too. That's right. Despite having zero interaction with employees during transactions, Self-checkout machines at places such as coffee shops, bakeries, airports, sports stadiums are now giving the customers the option, keyword option. Option for right now. To leave a typical 20% tip. According 20% to what? tip. Typical. And who the hell is going to get that tip? Um, the machine. <laughs> then the machine's going to collapse after 20 hours. Of course, or... absolutely. 
Okay. Business owners believe that the prompt for a tip can boost staff pay and increase gratuities, but customers are questioning where and to whom the cash is going to. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. They're cutting labor costs by doing self-checkout. So what's the point of asking for a tip and where is it going? Okay. This uh, university student says, but tipping researchers, but tipping researchers claim that is a way for companies to put the responsibility of paying employees on the customer rather than increasing employee salaries themselves. Exactly. So is that what they're trying to do is actually put the thing on the customers to pay the uh, employees instead of the actual company paying the employees later on? That's what it sounds like. So according to this guy, William Michael Lynn, a professor of consumer behavior and tip culture at Cornell University School, told the outlet that businesses are taking advantage of the opportunity. The self-checkout gratuity option is an, is an example of tip creep, a phenomenon that prompts customers to leave higher tips in transactional situations. Self-tipping is viewed by many customers as a way to guilt trip the person into tipping on something when they typically wouldn't. So they call that emotional blackmail. So this guy, he works in public relations, says that he was asked to add a 10% to a 20% tip on his $6 water bill. Water bottle. Just the prompt in general is a bit of emotional blackmail. So this guy, he works in PR, says that he was asked to add a 10%, 10 to 20% tip on his water bottle when he purchased a water bottle. They wanted a 10 to 20% tip on that when he purchased a water at the airport self-checkout machine. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot. Wow. 10 to, 10 to 20% on $6. What is that? Tell me now. Quick. Quick. Uh, uh, Come on. At least like 50 cents, 75 cents. Ah, that uh, seems a little bit. That uh, seems a little bit, yeah. Many companies told the journal that those tipping prompts are completely optional, and the extra gratuity is split between all the employees. Are they really? Really? And how do they know? Yeah. I don't know. That's if, 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 if it's all done by the computer, then the employees probably don't even see any of it. Only the company does. Very interesting. Another point, experts say that the tips at a self-checkout machine might never even get to the actual employee since protections to tipped uh, workers uh, in the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act don't extend to machines. Say. Mm-hmm. Say. Yep. So they're doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. So this say uh, this person is saying exploits the high adherence to tipping norms as a way to generate more revenue for the company. And they threw companies under the bus. Starbucks is starting to do that. The influx of tipping options have sparked lots of debate with customers online, especially like Starbucks. See, Starbies, pay yeah. attention. You guys like Starbies? That's what they're doing now. Starbucks would be going downhill. I don't know. People are addicted to Starbucks. Yeah, that too. That too. So then research has shown that digital tipping options usually result in customers leaving a tip from 18 to 30% Ooh. and higher, though many say they refuse to tip for fast food and self-service uh, experiences. Yeah, I would never do that either. That is crazy. Yeah, and they're going to want that probably down the road too, a tip for fast food. I'll never tip for fast food. Yeah. Never. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, why should we have to pay more money to the uh, company yeah. when the company is not even going to give it to the individual themselves? Yeah. You might as well give the tip to the individuals, but yeah. they, they don't want that no more. They want a community tip. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, wrong. that's wrong. Yeah. 
So that's all the funny news I have, you know, kind of ended us on a, a little uproar. I'm a little bit. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, tell us what you think about these news stories. If you um, have some funny news you want to uh, share, email me, find me on social social media. Yeah. Our email is alternative twist radio at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Alternative Twist Radio. Instagram is an alternative, A-N-N-E, alternative. Find me on Twitter. TikTok is Alternative Twist Radio. So um, send me some funny news stories and I will give you a shout out. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Phoebe show on Alternative Twist Radio. If you missed any past episodes, just search the Mike and Phoebe show or Alternative Twist Radio on any major podcast app.